Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. You know, some people have said, look, I see all these wonderful scriptures. I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. But it doesn't seem real in my life. This is how it's going to become real. By you believing them in your heart and saying them with your mouth. See, you're not a, you're not a doubter. You are a believer. So you do believe God's word. Speak the word of God. Take your place in Christ. Reign as a king in this life. Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. Right now, here's Reverend Talks with today's message. We've been looking at the good fight, looking at that now for some time. And um, uh, we first talked about uh, different enemies in this fight. And in talking about what the enemies are, we said a good way to know what something is, is to first know what it isn't. What are the things that the enemies aren't? We said first, the Bible didn't tell us to fight sin. Hebrews 9.26 says, Jesus put sin away by the sacrifice of himself. Romans 8.3 in the Amplified Classic tells us that Jesus conquered sin. So why would you want to fight sin when Jesus has already defeated sin for us? If you try to fight it in your strength and struggle with it, it will whip you. Amen. So we're not to fight sin. Jesus conquered sin for us. Also, sometimes people think we're to fight Satan. We're not to fight Satan. Colossians 2.15 says, Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So Jesus already defeated the devil, and he did that for us. In Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, in Rotherham's translation, it says that in order that he might paralyze him, that held the dominion of death, that is the adversary. So Jesus paralyzed the adversary and he did that for us. So he's defeated the devil. Why in the world do you want to fight the devil? He's whipped. If you try to fight him in your strength, you won't be a match for him. He'll whip you utterly. But the truth is this, Jesus has already defeated him for us. So we're not doing battle with the devil. We simply do victory over him. Also, some people think we're to fight people. We're to fight a fellow Christians, right? A fight, maybe someone has a different uh, political ideology uh, from yours, or someone has a different viewpoint from yours about something. We're not to fight one another. What are we to do with one another? New commandment I give unto you, John 13, 34, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Now, we can disagree without being disagreeable, but we can love one another. We can get along with one another. Praise God. So we're not to fight fellow Christians. We're not to fight unbelievers. We're to love them. It's not the witch in the village. It's not your father's second wife. It's not, it's not any of that. People are in that problem. We love people. Somebody says, what about diabolical people? Well, let's say there are people who are diabolical. We love them. They're still people. Many of these people are held captive by the adversary. So they need help too. So we're to love them. Now you say, what of those of them that choose to be unrepentant? Well, that's not really any of your problem. The Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, he will reap. So there's going to be a harvest. It's on persistent wrongdoing. But for us as believers, Jesus said to us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, said, this I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. So we're not to fight sin. We are to walk in victory over it. We're not to fight the devil. We've got victory over the devil already through the finished work of redemption. We're to walk in that victory. We're not to fight people. We're to love people. 
Amen. With the love of Jesus. Praise God. So what fight are we to fight? 1 Timothy 6.12 says, fight the good fight of faith. So there's a fight to faith. And the Bible tells us it's a good fight. Now, if, there are, if there's a fight to faith, and there is, then there are bound to be enemies in that fight. But the enemies are not the places people usually go to look for them. What are these enemies? Where are they at? What exactly are they? Romans 10.17 gives us a clue to what those enemies are in the fight of faith. Romans 10.17 says, So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. If faith comes by hearing, and it does, and there's a fight to faith, then all the enemies in this fight of faith must be linked to a lack of understanding, a lack of knowledge of the word of God. Now, I've discovered something. In different areas of my life over the years as a believer, there are certain areas where I've had challenges. I've discovered that any area I was challenged, the real problem was I lacked knowledge of God's word in that area. That's what I discovered. I lacked knowledge of God's word in that area. So if there's an area where you are being challenged, just ask yourself, what does God's word say about it? You know, and you know, sometimes we know the word or we know of the word, but it's more in our head than it's in our heart. So what do we need to do? We just need to stay with it and stay with it and stay with it and meditate in it and build that word into our spirits. Once the light of the word of God dawns on our heart, once that light comes, faith is there. Because faith is the concomitant of knowledge. Faith comes to the heart unconsciously through the door of discovered evidence. The measure of your faith really is the measure of your knowledge of your father and of your rights and privileges in his family. Praise God. So knowledge of God's word. Knowledge of God's word. That's why the greatest, the best resolution you can make this year is that you are going to grow in your knowledge of the word of God. And if you make such a resolution, then you give yourself to the study, the diligent study of the word of God. You apply yourself to meditating in the word of God. You see, that's how faith comes. Faith is not just something, you know, a challenge comes and you say, ah, there's a challenge. There's a challenge. No, I will win. And uh, you just muzzle up, you know, sheer willpower. Yeah, believing is an act of the will. Yes, it's good to have our hearts set, our minds determined, our hearts proposed, but it's the knowledge of God's word. It's the knowledge of God's word. That's primary. That's key. Amen. Once that knowledge gets into your heart, my God, there aren't enough devils in hell to stop it from working. Once you have light in that area, that's it. So it's about getting light, getting insight, getting understanding, getting revelation. If you uh, we look at the prayers Paul prayed for, those churches that existed, we observe that a major part of the prayers he prayed for them, he wasn't praying that those opposing them should die. That wasn't the bulk of his prayers. He wasn't praying that uh, they would have financial breakthrough. He, that wasn't the bulk of his prayer. He wasn't praying that, you know, uh, uh, they, they, will, they will break through in their businesses. That wasn't the bulk of his prayer. We notice that a great bulk of Paul's prayers for those churches, the Ephesians church, uh, uh, the churches in Philippi, the churches in Colossae, the churches in Thessalonica, a great part of those prayers had to do with knowledge. That God will give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of the understanding being enlightened that they may know. Three different things he wanted them to know. He talked about 
them being rooted and grounded in love. We comprehend with the saints, the breadth, the length, the depth, the height, and to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge. He prayed for the church at uh, Philippi that their uh, love will abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. He prayed for the churches in Colossae that they be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So you see, knowledge is a big deal. Epignosis, revelation knowledge of God's word is a big deal. Praise God. With all your getting, get understanding. Wisdom is a principal thing. Insight into God's word. And if you want to get ahead this year, financially, in any other area, maritally, you know, in your work, in your career, listen, get the knowledge of God's word. You want to, your health, your finances, everything to do with you to move ahead. Knowledge is the issue. So um, what are some areas that we need knowledge if we're going to be victorious in this faith life? Well, we set to examine, we began to examine different ones, six different areas we're going to talk about. The first one we talked about is the uh, lack of knowledge about the new birth. Lack of knowledge about the new birth. Not knowing what the new birth is, what it means to be a new creature. So we took time to talk about that, turn uh, different stones, look uh, at different aspects of what the new birth really entails, what the new creation, what that means. Second Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. A new creature. Kainos is that word new. It means a kind that never existed before. A new species. A new race. Amen. A new kind. Came fresh from the womb of deity. With the very life, the very substance, the very essence of God's being on the inside of us, in our spirits. So we talked about that. Then um, the second area we looked at is lack of understanding of our place in him. Lack of understanding of our place in him. We saw from the word of God in Colossians 2.10, where the Bible says, and ye are complete in him, who is the head of all principalities and powers. So you see, we are complete in him. We are in Christ. Acts 17.28, the Bible says that in him we live and move and have our being. So we talked about those scriptures, about 134 of them, in him scriptures that tell us who we are in Christ, what we have in Christ. I'll encourage you, Take time every day to meditate along these lanes. Those scriptures that tell you who you are. And then think about them. Mutter these scriptures to yourself. And then begin to confess them. Begin to confess them. You'll discover that faith's confessions create realities. Faith's confessions create realities. It's like healing. You don't have to try to get healed. Jesus already got it for you. If you just believe that you're healed and confess that you're healed, then you walk in the reality of that healing. You know, God's blessings, things that belong to us. See, many times, people have a, faith is a struggle to many people. They are trying to get there. They are trying to arrive. Listen, we have arrived. We have it made. Now, how do I mean we have arrived? Am I talking about the fact that we're fully developed? No, that's not what I'm talking about. Paul said, uh, I don't count myself to have apprehended. So yes, we never reach there in that sense. There's always room for growth, for development. But talking about being in him, we are in him. We're already complete in him. Of his fullness we have received and grace for grace. Praise the Lord. So that was what we looked at the last time. Ah, Today we want to look at a third thing. 
and its lack of understanding of our righteousness. Lack of understanding of our righteousness. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you please, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. The Bible says there, it says, For he hath made him, talking about God the Father, has made him, made Jesus Christ, to be sin for us. Who knew no sin? Jesus knew no sin. But God the Father made Jesus to be seen for us. For what to what end that we might be made the righteousness of God in him? You've been listening to Remo Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Remo Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to RemaNigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 081-01-166836. The number again, 081-01-166836. Kenneth Higgins Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you. Do you want to know your purpose in life? Do you want to learn balanced biblical teachings? Are you hungry for more but confused about where and how to satisfy the longing in your heart? Are you uncertain about what next steps to take in life? We have good news for you. At Kenneth Hagin's Rema Bible Training Center, Nigeria, we help believers learn God's word to live a successful and victorious life. Discover and walk in God's plan for their lives and get prepared for the ministry with campuses in Abuja, Putakot, Nasarawa, Kaduna, and Lagos. RPTC is now open for April 2021 school intake. To apply, contact us on 090-3484-1366. The number again, 090-3484-1366 or 080-7657-6163. The number again, 080-7657-6163. You can also visit our website on www.remanigeria.com forward slash apply online. Turn on your passion.